welcome you to South Oaks, uh, not only those of you who are here with us in the Worship Center, those of you who are watching online. Um, we, uh, we are in our final week of a series called Rooted. You might have guessed that by now. You saw that several times. Uh, uh, in the, with a message called Harvest. So uh, we probably could all figure out that would, why, that would be the last week, right? We'll get the harvest. Um, over, over the you know, last few weeks, right, we've, had, uh, we've talked about different things, right? We've talked about planting, okay? And, um, uh, and, and the soil that you plant in and the effect that that has. Uh, then we had a, 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 a message on growth. Because what we all do, right, if you've ever planted a garden, you put the seeds in the ground, you water it a little bit, and then you say, oh, Lord, please let them grow, <laughs> right? And, and in fact, that's kind of what the whole message is about, was that we do all this work and preparation, but it's God that brings growth. Just ask a farmer. If you ever wondered about that, it's God that brings growth. And then last week, Pastor Cindy spoke about the necessity and the benefits of pruning. And if you remember, you know, the first week we planted some seeds, and miraculously the second week we had quite a plant here. <laughs> but, but then last week, Pastor Cindy uh, pruned it, right? We got rid of a couple of the little, you know, stray hairs. Uh, I'm glad she didn't prune me, uh, you know. But, but you know, it's, it, but we understood that, that the pruning is a critical part of the process as well. And now today, uh, we're going to talk about the harvest. Talk about the harvest. Now, as we get started, uh, harvest is always a fun time, isn't it? Okay, so let's just look at a few things that you might harvest. Uh, let's look at a couple of pieces of fruit here. Uh, who can tell me what that is? Apples. Yeah, you know what kind? Granny Smith apples, right. Okay, so if I sent you out into the orchard and said, pick the Granny Smiths, you to come back, okay? Cantaloupe, yeah, the fa the breakfast food of champions, right? I don't know, you know. Okay, and then, well, actually, those are bumpy. Yeah, that's a raspberry. Yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, yeah, boy, raspberries and yogurt. Oh, yeah, you can't beat it, right? Okay, and then is there one more? I think no. Okay, that's it. Well, see, here's the thing. Um, it's, it's important to be able to identify fruit and know the fruit because you want to know when it's ripe, right? Because it, it's, it's a big thing. Each of these fruits that we saw are, are the result of someone carefully planting and caring for and allowing to grow and pruning and then eventually harvesting the fruit. Literally, it's every step necessary, right? Because what we want to do is we want to get to that moment where we get to enjoy the fruits of our labor. Okay? Yeah, we do. So, uh, so how many of you have ever gone out in the fall, like, to an orchard and picked apples? You ever done that? Yeah. Um, you know, when you, when you go out and you get to pick fruit, whether it's berries or apples or anything, What's that experience like for you? Is it happy? Yeah, it's happy. What else? Yeah. It, you get to pick what you like. Did you ever eat some? Did you ever pick an apple? You ever been out picking apples and you, you know, said, well, I'm going to eat one? Yeah. I mean, how do, but, but here's my point. When you... When you Pick a raspberry, you pick an apple, you know, right off the plant. How does it taste? Isn't it, but isn't it fabulous? 
because because it's it's like vine ripe. It's it's like it's like fresh off. Okay, it's just a it's a wonderful experience, isn't it? Okay, and so just as you know the desired outcome for any fruit tree or plant that we have in our garden uh, is to like get to that fruit that's ready to pick. This is also God's plan for us. Okay, it's, it's his plan for every follower of Jesus that we would bear fruit for him. Let's read uh, today's scripture. Uh, it's Matthew 9, verses 35 to 38. Matthew 9, 35 to 38. Today I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation. Okay? So it says that Jesus traveled through all the towns and villages of that area, teaching in the synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom. He healed every kind of disease and illness. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. And he said to his disciples, the harvest is great. There's a lot ready to harvest, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest to ask him to send more workers into the field. All right. So now, let's talk a little bit about some truth about fruit. Okay? Everybody likes it. Can we all agree? We all like fruit. Okay. And everybody wants that delicious bite. We all want to be the one to get to pull that, you know, that wonderful raspberry right off the vine and blueberries. I grow blueberries, by the way. Okay? I love fresh blueberries right off the vine. We all want to get to that delicious fruit at harvest time. But the truth is that there's really very few people who are willing to do all the work that's necessary to plant, care for, prune, protect, water, take all those steps that are necessary to lead up to the point of, of the harvest. Right? So... That would, that's, so that limits sometimes the harvest that's available. That's some of the truth about fruit. An, an almost worse situation is one where there's a wonderful harvest, there's plenty of fruit, but there's no one willing or able to go into the garden or the orchard or the field to actually harvest it. And then what happens to it? It just withers and dies. It just... It's, it's lost, right? And that's a tragedy. So spiritual fruit actually has a lot of similarities to actual fruit that we've been talking about. Because just like regular fruit, berries, and things we've been talking about, spiritual fruit, too, takes work to develop, to bring it to the point of effective use. Before we go any further, let's just identify a some examples of spiritual fruit in our lives. Does anybody know? Can anybody give me some examples of spiritual fruit in your life? Gentleness, yeah. Lisa. Yeah. So we can there's 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 a kindness, okay, and an openness. Yeah, yeah. Galatians five verses twenty two and twenty three lists 
spiritual fruit, the fruit of the Spirit. And it says, the fruit of the Spirit, which is the result of his presence within us, okay, is love, which is an unselfish concern for others. Joy, which then inner peace, inner peace, and patience. And I like this a little bit. The, the patience, the spiritual fruit of patience, is not the ability to wait. Okay? It's how we act while we're waiting. Now, that, I don't know about any of you, that one kind of spoke to me. <laughs> you know, I can wait, but it's, not, it's kind of how I act sometimes while I'm waiting. Okay? And so it's, that's the fruit, though, is that kind of patience. And then it says kindness, goodness, faithfulness gentleness and self-control and you know just like was said a moment ago when those are present in our lives it's attractive isn't it it's attractive yeah a follower of jesus has the spirit of god dwelling within him and the spirit's got many different jobs but one of them is to produce a harvest of the fruits of the spirit in our lives the fruits are present in the life of every believer but they take work they have to be exercised and tended and pruned to grow to become mature and to become our new nature to become just how we live i want to really grow to just be patient in how i act while i'm waiting so that i don't have to think about it i just would like to be that way right okay when we walk in the power of the holy spirit our lives will produce those things. They will produce the love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the goodness, the gentleness, and the self-control. These qualities are evident to people around us, as was pointed out. And you know what happens when they become our nature, when they become evident to those around us? That's when people will occasionally ask you, what's different about you? Because it will stand out. It will become noticed because you will be unique. The key here is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Since Jesus taught us in John 16, 13, that the Holy Spirit would lead us into all truth and give us understanding as we face the decisions and choices that we have to make in our lives. In Galatians 5, the Apostle Paul teaches that the human nature, our human nature is in conflict with our spirit. And he talked about what the fruits of the human nature are, which are quite different, aren't they? The, it, it, in, in Galatians 5, it also lists them. It says sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, and factions. That's, that's not the list of things that will lead you to a good life. But to live in the Spirit and to produce the fruit of the Spirit, I want to tell you, it takes courage. It takes courage. It takes wisdom. It takes discernment. And maybe even the hardest part is it takes intentionality. You actually have to want to do it. It also, as we learned last week, it takes energy and pruning. And sometimes pruning isn't what we would choose for ourselves. 
but God knows the things that need to be removed from our lives, and he also knows the things that need to be so that it can make space for what he wants to create within us and ensure that that healthy growth happens. It's likely that as we've read through this list of both the fruits of the Spirit and the fruits of human nature, that maybe one or two of those things kind of stuck out to you in your own life. And I would just encourage you uh, at some point, you know, to take note of that and, and, and ask God in prayer to either feel free to do the pruning that he needs to remove that thing, but also to help you grow in those areas of uh, the spiritual fruits that he wants to see more of in your life. You know, there's another truth about fruit. And this one's maybe one of the, I think, most important, and that's that we reap what we sow. We've all heard that, right? We've all heard that. And it seems like it always comes out as some negative thing. But isn't it just true? I mean, if, if you're a wheat farmer and you plant wheat, you don't go out in the field and look for strawberries. I mean, right? I mean, it's just, it's literally that simple. If I, if I plant blueberries and help the plants grow up, I don't go out one morning thinking, man, I'm going to find some bananas. You know, I mean, it, it just, it, it sounds silly when we say it like that, doesn't it? Yeah, but when we understand that our lives, no matter what you do, okay, I just want to tell you, your life, no matter who you are, where you come from, what you believe or don't believe, where you are right now, there is a fact. Your life is going to produce some fruit. The only question is, what kind of fruit will it be? Okay? So, the truth about the fruit you will produce is you will reap what you sow. It's simple. It's profound. If you're, you know this. Okay? Um, Galatians 6, 8 through 10 tells us that those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, Whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially uh, to those in the family of faith. Just in the way that if you sow wheat seeds, you harvest wheat. If you sow gossip, you harvest gossip. If you sow selfishness, you will reap selfishness. If you sow bitterness, you reap bitterness. Fortunately, in the same way that that's true, if you sow respect, you'll reap respect. If you sow honor to other people, you will reap honor. If you sow generosity, you will reap generosity. If you sow kindness, you'll reap kindness. And if you sow love, you will reap love we want to receive the promises of God in our lives, we've got to sow the seeds that please God that he wants to see developed in our lives. And we should willingly and readily sow those. We should readily sow love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and self-control into all aspects of our lives. Look, it's not always easy, is it? 
Let's be honest. Okay, sitting here in church on Sunday morning, it's real easy to agree with me that, yep, I want to do that. But sometimes, uh, most of us, I think if we're honest, would say it's not always easy uh, to feel peace. It's not always easy to feel kind. It's not always easy to be patient. And sometimes we have known we had the opportunity to do some good to some for someone, and we just didn't do it. Either because we said, I don't have time, or I just don't want to. I mean, so let's be real, right? I mean, if this stuff is really real, it ought to really work. And that, but that also means it's hard. Because you know what? Getting a plant to grow to, to bear the right fruit took a lot of hard work, too. Okay? So life takes that. But it's worth it, isn't it? But it's worth it. And that's the call that God's given us. He's created this opportunity for us. We have a choice. You can choose whether to sow the fruit of human nature or and reap the harvest it will generate or to sow to the Spirit and reap the blessings that it will generate. Now, some people would say, but man, that's hard work. And it is. But you know what? Weariness comes. Weariness. You know, in that verse we read, it said, don't grow weary in doing good. Weariness comes when we try to do things in our own power. And fortunately, if you remember back to week number two of this, we said we, we plant, we do all that, but it's God that brings the growth. And so if we will work with God, he will provide that strength and he will bring the outcome. Um, you know, last week, Pastor Cindy talked about remaining connected to the vine. Right? And in John 15, 5, because that's where Jesus said, yes, I am the vine. Jesus said, you know, think about a, a grapevine, right? He said, I, Jesus said, he was the vine and that you and I are the branches. And he said, if you remain in me and I will remain in you, you will produce much fruit. And apart from me, you can do nothing. So if we want to reap that harvest of blessings, that righteousness and that spiritual fruit, then first we've got to sow healthy fruit, right? And we've got to stay connected to Jesus. And we want to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit because then he provides the power to produce the fruit. The other thing that's true about fruit, it says that people will know us by the lives we live. They, people are going to know you by your fruit. Okay? Um, Got a question for you. How do you know the difference between fresh fruit and rotten fruit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, how it looks. But sometimes, very clearly, how it, how it smells, how it feels. You pick it up and it's kind of, you know, kind of mush. <laughs> yeah, you know. Okay. You know, fresh fruit. It's beautiful to look at. It tastes wonderful. Rotten fruit. Boy, it looks moldy and yucky and it stinks. Same is true of our spiritual lives. Same is true. You can be attracted. You, you go, you meet some new people and you try out a new church or you attend a meeting and people are, there's kindness, there's joy. There's peace. Pretty attractive group. You go to a place, no one says hi, no one cares anything about you, everybody's selfish, 
kind of stinks. Not really. I mean, isn't that true? Yeah. I mean, I just want us to understand, this is a, there's a deep spiritual message here, but it actually works out in the practical life every day. We, we run into these things, and so it matters what kind of life we live because we will reap what we sow. Okay? Um, Matthew 7, verses 16 to 18, says that you can identify them by their fruit. You can identify them by their fruit. That is, by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit. A bad tree, bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. The point here is that people around you are going to recognize and respond to the fruit in your life. Fresh fruit, fruit of the Spirit, is appealing and inviting, while rotten fruit kind of makes people run away because they don't want anything to do with it. So as a follower of Jesus, right, it's just important for you and me to remain connected to the vine in order to continually produce that harvest of good, healthy, pleasing spiritual fruit in order not only to be a blessing to those around us, but because it's pleasing to God. So, as we kind of come to the end of this series and we look back over everything that we've, uh, that we've talked about over the last few weeks, and for any of those of you who are, are visiting for the first time today, if you're interested, uh, back on our Facebook page or on our website, you can hear the previous, you know, the previous messages if you'd like to hear all of it. Uh, I just think the question for us to answer today to really put this into use is then, How can we become effective for God? Because that's really what that's about. Bearing fruit is about being effective for God. It's being able to be used by him to be a blessing in the lives of others. And so really, the ways I believe that we can act in order to become effective for God become very simple. First thing is for us to remember that you sow what you reap. That's really, in a summary, that's a huge thing. And and what do I mean by that? I mean, we understand the wheat seed, but like in your life and mine, you know, what what does that mean today? Well, it means sometimes we need to be careful what we read. We need to be careful what we watch. We need to be careful what websites we spend time on. We need to be careful about the people that we hang out with. We need, we got to guard our hearts. Proverbs 4.23 tells us that says guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life that's that's pretty big guard your heart because it will what you put in i didn't put the verse on it's not in here but david said in in our solomon another place it says it says for out of your heart out of the abundance of your heart your mouth speaks. So what you put in your heart is what will come out of your mouth. If you harbor bitterness in your heart, that's what will come out of your mouth. Okay? It's practical. And then in Proverbs 13, 20, when it talks about us being careful with these things, it's this is one of my favorite verses, actually. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. That's pretty plain. That's plain, right? I think we all, no one needs to go back 
to the original language to understand what that means. I think that one's pretty okay, clear. So let's, I mean, to really understand this thing about rooted and fruit and, and wanting all the steps that we've talked about over the weeks are leading to a harvest, right? A harvest of righteousness, a harvest that pleases God. We just can't underestimate the, the importance of it all. It, everything that happens at the harvest started back with the seeds that were planted. It just can't be any different. Those seeds that were planted ultimately determine the harvest. All the steps along the way determine the size, the quality, the, the value. But, but it comes from those original seeds that are planted. And so planting seeds from the Spirit of God for fruit of the Spirit is huge. The second thing is to trust God to bring the growth. Look, we have a, we sing about, we have a good father. God is a good father. And he wants, and he only desires the very best for us. But he also gave us choices. And we get to decide whether we want to receive his best for us or we want to do our own thing. God wants to develop our spiritual gifts because as we develop them, we become more like Jesus. If I could live every day with all of the spiritual fruit in my life that's listed in Galatians 5.23, the love, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, okay? Think about it. Think how much more as you and I walk out each day, you would just be that much more like Jesus, how he treated people, how he acted. That's got to please God. And additionally, it's when we develop those fruits in our lives and we become more like Jesus that God can use us more and more effectively. And if you think about it, it's those things, when we give those to God and allow him to develop them in our lives, it's those things then that give us a purpose that's bigger than ourselves. Think about it. You've been called by God, every one of us. You've been called by God to partner with him in redeeming the world. You've been called. You have a purpose. It's to help do that. It's are we are we willing? Are we willing? Okay? Our part is to start by planting the right seeds and nurturing them and then trusting God to bring the growth. And finally, it's remain connected to the vine. Can you see this part over here? I'm not quite sure. It's not connected anymore. You see? It's died. Okay? It, I'm not quite sure what happened to it, but it died. It's a great example, though, of right, taking the nourishment and growing and then not. We need to stay connected to the vine or what happens? We will dry up, we will wither, and we will be of no no value. Um, when we now the question is, it's easy to say stay connected to the vine. But what are you supposed to do? Like you know, when you leave here tomorrow morning, how how do I stay connected to the vine? What are some things that we do to keep stay connected to the vine? Read God's word. Pray. What else? Fellowship with other believers. Yeah, even hang, hang out with other believers too, right? I mean, walk with the wise and be wise. That, that doesn't just mean on Sunday morning. 
You know, we choose, right, who we, who we hang with. That don't mean be isolated. I'm not, because God's called us to be out in the world. We're supposed to be the salt and light of the world, okay? But I'm saying we do make choices about who we, it's less about who you go take a walk down the sidewalk with. It's who you decide to allow to speak into your life. Who are you going to listen to when it comes to, to counseling and ideas and, you know, the, the big decisions of life, okay? But we need to be remain connected to the vine. And, and, yeah, whether it's reading God's Word, spending time in prayer, Sunday, church, Bible study, you know, the women meet on Wednesday. We have the church group on Thursday night. Look, all, and all these things, when we are with other people who love Jesus and follow the Lord... We also get instruction and encouragement. Sometimes, we've talked about this before, loneliness is a big problem. It is a big problem. Okay? I mean, it's like a health problem right now in this country. And sometimes what a lot of us sometimes maybe need is just somebody to smile at us and say hi. Sometimes we just need a few kind words. But you know what? This is, these are opportunities that come when we meet together, when we fellowship together, when we study God's Word together, when we come together on Sunday morning and worship. And so we need to remain connected to the divine and allow God's power to flow into us and change us and help us grow. So, as we get ready to close this morning, I'm going to ask you guys to stand. And uh, let's just take a moment for a decision, for reflection, nobody, nobody looking around. It's just a private time uh, between you and God, okay? And so as you, uh, as you look back over, you know, what we've talked about over the last few weeks and what we've talked about today in terms of sowing and reaping and, and remaining connected to the vine and the choices we make, if, if you're ready to trust your life into God's hands and ask him to help you sow good seed, Make wise choices and obey his word. Raise your hand. That's you. Thank you. Lord, you have seen our hands. God, we want to be people, Lord, whose harvest is pleasing to you. Lord, we, we, we want our lives, Father, to bring honor and glory to you. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would work in each of us to make a difference in the world. Lord, we know that you've planted spiritual seeds inside of us, and we desire, Father, in our hearts that they would grow into a harvest of righteousness. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would help each one of us, Father, to submit to your work in our lives so that we can be used in greater and greater ways, Lord, to further your kingdom here on earth. And I ask that in Jesus' name. Now, may Christ dwell in your hearts through faith that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, length, height, depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Amen.